What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the House Call Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm here with Taylor, and we're going to be doing some lists today. We're going to be talking about the best and the worst signings from this MLB offseason because there's been some great ones and there's been some really bad ones, and we are going to dive deep into it. But first, I want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, and that's Liquid Ivy. Go get 25% off when you go to liquidivy.com and use our code at the checkout. That's 25% off anything you order and use the promo code, the underscore house, underscore call, underscore podcast at liquidivy.com. Since the MLB offseason has been winding down, and we are less than two months away from regular season baseball. I don't know about you guys, but I'm really excited about that. And the vast majority of all these big name free agents have found their homes for 2023. We've decided we're going to rank some of the best and worst signings of this offseason. And since we are such positive people here on the House Call podcast, we're going to start with the worst. We're going to start with the worst individual signings from this MLB offseason. Now we use some criteria. Okay, we use some criteria. It has to be a multi-year contract, and there were no re-signings allowed. Okay, so it's hard for for me doing the worst list, which I'm going to do. It's hard for there to be a bad one-year deal because you aren't tied down to players, and no matter how good or bad they are for one year, so you can get rid of them real easy. So most of these, if not all of these, are going to be multi-year deals. So for me, I weighed out basically how good the player is, where the player is going, how much the contract is, and for how long for. Without further ado, I'm going to give you my five worst signings of the baseball offseason. We're going to start with number five, and I'm going to turn some heads with this one. It might sound a little bit crazy. It's Jacob DeGrom signing with the Texas Rangers for five years, $185 million. Now, I know it sounds crazy because when he's healthy, he's been the best pitcher in baseball. I just said a very key word in that sentence, and that was healthy. He's not healthy very often. In fact, he's not only is he one of the best pitchers in baseball right now, he's one of the best pitchers in the last decade if you look at his numbers. But he's 34 years old and he has injury concerns. He's had a lot of injuries and now you're paying five years, $185 million for someone who's going to be, might be hurt for a lot of that contract. It's very high risk, but it's very high reward. We could look back in five years at this contract and this could easily be the worst contract of the offseason. It could also easily be the best contract of the offseason. It will all depend on health which is why he is on this list, but he cannot be any higher on this list. We will go to number four. Tyler Anderson of the Los Angeles Angels now. He just came from the Dodgers. Three years, $39 million. Now, I know Tyler Anderson had a great year last year with the Dodgers, okay? He was the all-star, 257 ERA, a real bright spot for the Dodgers. He was very, very solid. But the last year... That was his best year before this year was 2018 with the Rockies. And in 2018 with the Rockies, he allowed the most home runs in the National League. Last season for Anderson was the first full year in his career where his ERA had been under 4.5. And the first year since his rookie year, his ERA had been under 3.5. Long story short, this was his first full good season ever. And he's 33 years old. 
This feels like a massive desperation move after one great year for a team that has struggled with starting pitching for what seems like since before I was born and the Los Angeles Angels. Okay, They are banking on Anderson being his all-star self from 2022 going forward. I don't think it's going to happen because he's not with the Dodgers anymore. The Dodgers seem to turn everyone into a good regular season starter. And I don't think this success continues for a team where starting pitchers' dreams go to die in the Los Angeles Angels. We will transition to number three, and that is someone that it hurts my heart to say. Jamison Tyone, four years, $68 million for the Chicago Cubs. I hate to say it. He's a former Yankee, okay? I love me some J-Mo, okay? That's more ways than one, not just on the field, but off the field as well. I love some J-Mo. But this dude is literally the definition of a league average starter. ERA plus is essentially a stat that takes into account a player's ERA and normalizes it across the league. It accounts for external factors like ballparks and opponents. The league average is 100. If you have 150 ERA plus, you're basically 50% better than the average. As a starter for 61 games in New York, in 2021, he started 29 games. His ERA plus was 100. Literally the definition of league average. In 2022, he started 32 games. His ERA plus was 100. Literally the definition of league average. So on 61 games over his last two complete seasons, he has been exactly average. Is an MLB starter worth 19 million over four years who is exactly average worth all of that? Plus he's 31 years old and he has arm concerns. I don't think so. And he had the benefit of Yankees pitching coach Matt Blake over the past couple of years, who has been a godsend for many pitchers in that organization. Again, I love you, J-Mo, but this one felt like an overpay. Number two, and he would be number one if he'd signed a three-year deal. Andrew Haney, Texas Rangers, two years, $25 million. Listen, this dude has either sucked or been average every single year he's been in the league besides last year where he was solid. But again, I said it earlier for Tyler Anderson. He was pitching for the Dodgers. Everyone who pitches for the Dodgers in the regular season somehow ends up good. I don't understand it. They all end up good. And listen, I know the Rangers had their rotation issues last year, which is why they got Jacob DeGrom, which is why they got Nathan Yavaldi. But if you're thinking, man, our rotation has issues. Let's go get Andrew Haney. Let's go get you some help if that's what you think. You might have something going on at home. You might need therapy. I don't know. You might just not need to be making major decisions for an MLB franchise because your thought process is flawed. Rangers fans, speaking from a Yankees fan perspective, I had to deal with him. He had about a 37 ERA in his Yankees career. You're going to watch this dude throw a perfectly straight 93-mile-per-hour fastball right down the middle, and Jordan Alvarez is going to hit it about 600 feet because somebody's grandma can probably hit that fastball into the stands as well, okay? This guy is not a good pitcher. He's going to be out of the rotation by July. And finally, the number one worst signing. And most of the time people say last but not least, but I think this would be last and it would be least because this is a list of the worst, but whatever. Uh, the worst signing of this offseason so far – Xander Bogarts, San Diego Padres, 11 years, 280 million. Now, why is the best, maybe the best player on this list also the player who's signing the worst contract of the offseason? And it's because of the contract. 11 years, and he's already 30 years old. This is a 30-year-old shortstop who's not great defensively and whose slugging numbers have went down each of the last three seasons. And speaking of three seasons, this deal is going to be terrible in three seasons because he is going to be awful for at least the last five or six seasons of this contract. Listen, it was a win-now move, but it might not even put them over the top in their own division. You want to know why? Because the Dodgers are in their division. They literally beat you last season by 22 games, which was the most 
lopsided from first to second place in the division gap last year. And now I know San Diego fans, I know you beat them in the ALDS, but and the Dodgers have also lost some talent this offseason, but that's a huge gap to overcome. And that, listen, let alone that might not make you the best team in your division, that's probably won't make you the best team in the NL. You've got the Dodgers, you got the Braves, you got the Mets, you got the Phillies, all having stacked rosters, let alone the best team in baseball. You've got Houston, you got the Yankees. And listen, this is the seventh biggest contract in MLB history. It's just behind Trey Turner. Now, I think Trey Turner might have been a, a little bit of an overpay as well, but you're paying him to be Trey Turner. He's not Trey Turner. He's not as good as Trey Turner. And plus, they wanted Trey Turner. They didn't get him. They wanted Aaron Judge. They didn't get him. Now it's clear they settled for you, Bogarts. You were San Diego's third choice, buddy. That's like having, that's like if you love a girl, she hits up two other dudes and then she basically settles for you. It's like, nah, she's not the one, King. You gotta go find somebody else, man. She didn't even want you. Plus, you got the added factor of, listen, you just spent over a quarter of a billion dollars to replace a shortstop that they paid over a third of a billion dollars to in Fernando Tatis Jr. So you pay $280 million to a shortstop to replace your young shortstop who you paid $340 million to, that's not a great look. And that's it for the list. Those are the five worst contracts of the offseason. What a perfect list. What I must say, that was a great list. Taylor, give me your thoughts, man. Tell me, tell me why that was a perfect list. That was a great list, man. Uh, I loved that. Um, yeah, I guess to start off with Bogarts, I, I agree with everything you said. Like, obviously he's a good player, but like paying that guy that much money over 11 years is objectively a bad idea. Um, to play devil's advocate a little bit, you know, they're almost definitely going to shift him over to third because they have like eight other shortstops on the roster. So after a couple of years, you're probably going to see him shift over to third and his numbers, numbers will will play well offensively there. So I think you get a little bit of value going back, but still, man, like you said, the back, like half of that deal is going to be terrible for them. I like them getting Bogarts, but for that price and for that amount of years, I think it's terrible. And I think it's kind of like you, you mentioned Trey Turner as well. And I think it's similar for him, but not quite as bad. Um, you know, he's obviously a guy that age is probably going to hurt his game a little bit more, I think, just because of how much speed factors into his game. Uh, so I think that one is also not a great signing, but I definitely agree that Bogarts is a little bit worse. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, uh and you and, and you brought up another point too. You said they might move him over to third base, bro. You already got third baseman. You got Manny Machado over at third. Like, what do you? So you're gonna you're just gonna Machado's throw going all to the these... Mets though. We we know that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. He's going to the Mets. You're gonna be paying a third baseman two hundred eighty million dollars, and then you're gonna be paying an outfielder in Fernando Tatis Jr. three hundred forty million dollars, who you don't even know if he's gonna stay on the field or you don't know if he's gonna get caught up in PEDs again. You don't know what's gonna happen. Padres, you better win now. Yeah, you, or gotta, else it's gonna you be, gotta win it's now. Gonna, it's going to be real, real ugly here in a few years. It is yeah. not going to look good. Yeah, and um, uh, going back to a couple of your other ones, I feel like teams really overpaid for average starting uh, this offseason. Obviously, like, pitching depth is important. Starting pitching depth is important. Uh, but I don't think it's so important that you need to pay Jameson Tyone uh, $68 million over four years. Because like you said, he's averaged, and he's had, like, two Tommy John surgeries already. Love the guy, but, like, that's a lot to pay for average starting pitching. And, and Heaney and Anderson, like, like you said, man, these guys have had one good year apiece. Why are they getting paid? Why? I don't understand. It's It's so... It's so frustrating. And listen, I get, I, I understand why the Rangers and the Angels did it because those are two teams. Those are, those were two of the worst pitching staffs in baseball last year, but it's Andrew Haney. Yeah. Have you never seen Andrew Haney pit? Like, listen, 
I literally saw this dude with the Yankees down the stretch single-handedly try to ruin our playoff hopes. Like in, I think it was 2021. He tried to ruin, he, and he had a, he had one start that was actually really, really good down the stretch. He threw like yeah. six innings and, and, and no earned runs. And yeah. his ERA was still like eight in his, yeah. in his Yankees tenure, you know? So it's like you, and you look at his ERAs over the years, like it's, he's, he was horrible. He's been a horrible pitcher in baseball. Like you could argue before the Dodgers gave a chance, he shouldn't have even been in the league. You should, you could argue he should be in triple A. And now, you know, he's going to be playing, you know, uh, for uh, for 13 million a year. Like, that's crazy to me. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, I get the Tyler Anderson uh, move a lot more than the Heaney one because, yeah, Tyler Anderson at least showed last year that he's he can be really good. I think, you know, the Dodgers organization uh, deserves to take a big, big piece of that credit uh, because obviously the the change in his numbers was drastic. Heaney, I, I can't really, I can't really justify Heaney. I mean, it feels just like a depth move, basically like an insurance policy if Degrom gets hurt, but that's an expensive and pretty bad insurance policy. It's a horrible insurance policy. You need to be, you need to find a different insurance provider if that's your insurance policy because that one is trash. Another one I might add to the list, even though there's, uh, there's some reasons to say that this is not a bad signing is Eric Hosmer by the Cubs. Um, you know, they're not paying him any money, so it's hard to say it's a bad deal, but it's like, you know, they sign him and it kind of made sense. It's like, yeah, Matt Mervis coming up. You'll have him kind of fill the gap and then be essentially be a mentor for Mervis and kind of be a role player. But then they pick up Mancini. And it's like, why did you not think you were going to get Mancini? So you were like, well, we'll take Eric Hosmer just for something. Uh, so in retrospect, that one really doesn't make any sense. Uh, but it's hard to call it a bad signing because they're not really paying him anything. And he's a good yeah. guy. And, you know, yeah. everybody likes him. But that's good, also an interesting cl- one for me. Yeah, good clubhouse dude. And it makes you think they're, they're, they might think they're a little bit further away from bringing Mervis up than we might realize, you know? Yeah. So they're, yeah. they're, they're probably planning on DHing one of them. And then probably first base is where Hosmer's going to play right away. But yeah, that one's, that one's interesting too. Yeah. Like the, the, you know, the Cubs took a lot of, a lot of swings with a lot of veterans. We talked about it in a previous episode. They took a lot of swings with a lot of veterans and we'll see how it works out for them. But, uh, you know, they're kind of like, a, they're, they're a little bit of a high risk, uh, uh, high risk team as well over there. Um, but they don't have as much money tied up as someone like, you know, the Rangers do and, and, and their best players. So that's going to do it for the worst MLB contracts of the offseason. Next episode, we're going to do the best contracts of the MLB offseason, but we wanted to get the worst out of the way. All right. But again, shout out to our sponsor, Liquid IV. Go get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use our code at the checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code, the underscore house, underscore call, underscore podcast at liquidiv.com. We are also sponsored by StubHub. No matter the event, StubHub has the tickets for you. StubHub Sports Concert Theater tickets as low as $6. We got the World Baseball Classic coming up. If you want to go to Japan at the World Baseball Classic, go to StubHub. Okay, get your tickets at StubHub. We also got spring training coming up. If you want to go to spring training, you got a desire to go to Arizona or Florida, go get your spring training tickets at StubHub. And also, if you have a sports fan in your life or you are the sports fan in your life, then you need a good memorabilia site to get your sports merchandise. Sportsmemorabilia.com is the one-stop shop to get all your authentic sporting merchandise. I know I got Taylor's Christmas gift on sportingmerchandise.com. So go get you some good sportingmerchandise.com. Uh, sporting merchandise at sportingmerchandise.com. And we are also sponsored by FuboTV. FuboTV is the world's only sport-focused live streaming service with top leagues and teams, plus popular shows, movies, and news for the entire household. No hidden fees. Get a free trial. There's bonus uh, available plans. I personally have used Fubo. I loved it. A lot of good channels. You can watch a lot of sports. I watch a lot of football, basketball, baseball, college football, college basketball on there as well. 
Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We appreciate all your feedback. Tell me why I just gave you the best worst list of 2022 slash 2023. And then be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms at the House Call Podcast, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter. Go get our merch on our website, www.thehousecall.com. We also have a meet the crew. You can meet all of us, learn about us. Okay. We also got blogs up on our website. We've been posting a lot of new blogs lately on www.thehousecall.com. And that's going to be it for us today. Peace.